Welcome to Energy School. I'm Becca, your spiritual guide and energetics coach. You're a powerful being that chose to live this human experience. But you came here with one rule when you arrived, and that you must forget who you are and go on the journey to remember. Now is your time to unlock your greatest gifts and remember the magic that lies deep within you. In this podcast, we tap into the deepest parts of your soul to remember who you truly are, awaken your power, and step into your purpose in this lifetime. Each week, you get the knowledge and tools to take action now. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Energy School. So this week marks a pretty big week for me. On Sunday was my one-year anniversary of going alcohol-free. And it honestly, I never thought that I would do something like this. And I'm really proud of myself for it. And so I wanted to share the journey. And I think it's been really cool. After posting about it on social media, I got so much more comments and responses from people than expected saying that they're interested to learn more about the journey. Uh, They've been trying to do it. They're thinking about doing it. They want to do it. And so I'm going to share a lot in this episode about the things that I learned, what the journey's been like. And how you can also start going about doing it. I definitely feel like I've gathered some tips and tricks along the way to actually make it stick. But before I get into that, I want to just talk about, you know, what are the changes in myself, in my life that I've noticed from going alcohol-free? So at this point, I don't consume anything outside of plant medicine for a ceremonial, sacred sense. And I know a lot of people think I'm really boring because of that, but I've just learned, and this will be in the episode today, is uh, there is such a world out there outside of taking these substances, and there's so many reasons why we consume these substances, and it's so ingrained in our society, but there really is a whole other life on the other side of consuming alcohol. I mean, it could also be like cannabis or other things that you're consuming as well, so even if maybe you're it maybe alcohol isn't really the thing for you but maybe you're smoking a lot of weed or something like that i feel like you can also take a you can also over this past year i've really noticed that mentally physically emotionally i just feel better like physically i'm in the best shape that i've ever been in my skin is so freaking clear and i've had comments from people that i know that have seen me in person after an extended period of time just saying like your skin looks so vibrant, like your face looks so vibrant, like what are you doing? And really like the only thing that I'm doing different is not consuming alcohol because overall I eat fairly clean um, and all of those things. I have a good skincare routine, but honestly I think alcohol really was the piece that really shifted it even greater. Like this time last year when I was leaving Mexico or I guess I was still here for a little bit longer, but at this point last year, my skin was the worst that it's ever been all over my chest and all over my back i had these white patches i forget what the name of it is but basically it's like like fungus candida in the body and it had like spread like everywhere like i was always putting a filter on my instagram because i didn't want people to see it or i was wearing shirts that like you wouldn't really notice it so probably no one really noticed it because i was like honestly hiding it unless you saw me in person uh and then my face had broken out the worst ever like I remember when I came home from Mexico and my mom saw me she was like oh my gosh like your face has never been like this like overall I've gone through periods of a bit of acne but overall I've usually been I've been quite lucky in my life um to not have too bad a skin but like 
it was at its worst. Like, I literally did not know what to do. But yeah, like, honestly, really, anything you put in your body is going to affect you mentally, physically, emotionally. So, you know, whether it's alcohol, uh, weed, cannabis, other things, even just crappy foods, I want you to take note of how you're feeling and what are the things that you're putting in your body on a regular basis. Now, that being said, I definitely was a party girl when I was younger. Like, I grew up in a small town. What do you do in a small town when you're a teenager? You drink with your friends in, like, a field. You go to parties, things like that. And, like, that was definitely me. Then I turned 18, and I went off to school. And growing up in this small town, I knew that I just wanted to go, like, I just always knew that there was, like, this big world waiting for me, even though I had no clue what it was. And I ended up moving seven hours away from home and starting my adventure there. And when I was out on my own, 18 years old, it's like, I always say, like, going away like that and living in, like, a dorm, it's, like, basically, like, a bunch, putting a bunch of, like, kids into, like, a hotel and letting them do whatever they want. Like, yeah, it was crazy. I was crazy. I definitely was a party instigator. I was always the one, like, convincing everyone to go out. I'm not proud of this, but I, like, when people weren't going out drinking, I was like, oh my god, like, why aren't you coming out? Like, blah, blah, like, just have a drink. And now I look back on that, I'm like, oh my god, that is so cringe. But I will acknowledge that was me. But the thing was, even back then, I was definitely, like, excessively drinking and I guess that's something I can say about my relationship with alcohol for me it was always more in like a social party sense I've never really been a drinker to like go have a drink myself or multiple drinks myself after work it was really always a social thing but either way I just alcohol never really did serve me well when I look back on it like I used to black out like all the time like just fully black out so that clearly shows that it was not good for my body I would have hangovers where I was throwing up for hours the next day or even the night of. And sometimes it was just from consuming a lot, but sometimes it actually wasn't. And I would just keep doing it over and over and over again. By like my mid to late 20s, I wasn't like going out and partying as much, but you know, definitely still like to have fun when the opportunities came up. But I would say it's when I became a full-time entrepreneur that I definitely wasn't drinking as much or I was being a lot more considerate of when I was drinking because I started realizing how valuable my time was and also that like being an entrepreneur like I was the only creator of my destiny so like when I was feeling when I was drinking even if I went out on a Saturday or a Friday I would feel like crap going into Monday I would have anxiety I wouldn't be showing up for myself I wouldn't probably be showing up for others and like that just couldn't fly and so I definitely was like more specific of how I was drinking but like again I was still doing it fast forward to 2020 everyone's in their homes I feel like alcohol for consumption for people went up a lot I was actually the opposite I lived alone and worked alone for two years like in that space so very isolated and um, my alcohol consumption actually went down. I mean, I remember when everyone was having like the Zoom parties and things like that. Like I remember the first like, you know, month or two doing that kind of thing. And then I remember like getting off Zoom, like there'd be like a couple Zoom parties or whatever. And I'd get off and suddenly I'm like drunk by myself and I'm like, okay, like now I'm just going to eat a bunch of food, like go to bed, feel like crap the next day and like do this all over again, I guess. And like 
yeah, it just didn't feel good. And I realized that wasn't serving me. And I remember a few times, like, you know, trying to have a glass of wine by myself. And I was like, mm, like, nah, like, this isn't doing it for me. Like, I was always kind of someone, if I'm going to have one, I'm probably, I'm going to have many. That was just, like, my mentality with drinking. So it's definitely been, like, a roller coaster, like, on and off experience. Um, but then in the late 2021, that's when I moved to Tulum. That's where I'm back living now. And at that time, you know, got there the first month and definitely it felt like vacation mode, especially after everything over the past couple years being so isolated. The first couple months definitely felt like vacation mode was definitely drinking, um, going to the beach, doing those things. But I had within actually that year, a couple experiences that really just showed me like, I think my body is literally rejecting alcohol. Like I had this night in Mexico, actually I think it was daytime actually, it was daytime and I had two margaritas and yes, I know in Mexico like they can be stronger, but still like they were two skinny margaritas, so not much sugar or anything like that and I went home and I think these drinks were literally, because it was like some crazy like beach club, literally I think it was like $80 US for two drinks, like after said and done with everything, you know, and I went home and puked all night long and it literally felt like my body was rejecting it like at that point I remember just being like it literally feels like demons are leaving my body like I don't know but like this feels not right to me at all so after having a couple experiences like that like I started getting really turned off of it because I was like hey I had two drinks there like I'm literally scared to drink now so the consumption definitely started going down but I never thought I would be the person to fully cut it out because I would say out of any alcohol like wine is what I enjoy the most and like I thoroughly enjoyed like the times that I would like more casually drink like having a glass or two at wine at dinner with friends like on a Friday night like things like that I thoroughly enjoyed that it wasn't a problem it wasn't an issue and I so I just thought like no I'll never give that up I also like in the past had like you know I had like you know people do like dry January and things like that like in the past, I'd be like, oh yeah, maybe I'll do that. But then I never actually did it because like there was always some event coming up that I was like, oh no, I can't do it this month because I have this coming up. Like my birthday's at the end of January, so I can't do that. So like I had never actually fully committed to not drinking before, even though I'd cut back. I was like, no, like that interferes with my social plans. I can't do that. But then basically fe- February 2022, I did my first ayahuasca ceremony. And it was only a really brief snippet in everything that else came up because it wasn't my intention, but you still get a lot of information. And something that I remember being told to me during the ceremony from the mother, from ayahuasca, from my higher self, whatever you want to call it, whatever, whoever it was speaking to me during the ceremony, I remember hearing that alcohol wasn't serving me, my dreams, my goals, and all the big things that I have the ability to do in this world. But the thing is, with plant medicine, you can be told all these amazing things. But the thing is, if you don't actually take aligned action and integrate the teachings, nothing is going to change. So basically, that month after, I don't think I drank for like a week or two after, but then like again, little social things came up and things like that. And, you know, I had a few, a friend was visiting like Mexico. So I had some drinks like here or there. And then on March 5th, 2022, it was actually a beautiful night. My friend came over, we made flatbread pizzas, we had some red wine by the pool, just like a really nice like little girl's night, really intentional, really nice, but something in me told me like it just, even though it was a really nice night, like I just kind of told myself that night like this is my last night drinking for a while, like I don't know how long I'm going to go, but 
I feel like I am really meant to integrate like what I was told on ayahuasca. So, and I know it hasn't been serving me. My hasn't been serving my body. So I don't know. Let's just see how it goes. But I really had no plan in place of how long it would last. It was also interesting because like during my ayahuasca ceremony, my intention was to heal and open my heart chakra because I'd been single for three and a half years. And I really was feeling ready to to meet someone because after living and working alone for like that quarantine time and then moving to Mexico by myself and knowing people here but still being like I, I was starting to feel like lonely like I'm really good at spending time alone but I was just feeling I was ready to have someone to enjoy my time with so anyways you can listen to that. I have an ayahuasca episode and I will share more on that I won't get too into that but basically after that um you know, I was open to meeting more people, but it was interesting because I was also starting to go on this like alcohol free journey. And like, you know, when you're dating, that's like the most common thing you do when you go on a date is like, oh, let's grab a drink. Oh, let's grab dinner and we'll have a drink with it. Like say no. So I was like, okay, well, this is going to make dating really interesting. The thing was like at the time, like I wasn't really going on like a lot of dates. I wasn't meeting a lot of like men really. Like I wasn't really interested in using the apps because I spend so much time on my phone, like for work. So like you know, having to use another app to communicate with people just, like, sounds exhausting to me. I don't love the small talk. Like, it just wasn't for me. So I was really convinced that I was going to meet someone, like, out sitting at a cafe or something like that. So I was being really intentional about going out and doing, like, daytime things on my own where I could meet people. Because in a place like this, people get, like, super chatty when you're just, like, sitting out. So it was really interesting. So a week after I quit drinking alcohol, I end up meeting Tony, my boyfriend. I'll, I don't know if I've shared that in a past podcast episode of how we met again, save that for another episode because that's a whole cool story in itself but anyways we end up meeting we go out on our first like date I guess but I wasn't really like seeing it as anything like super crazy yet for me I was like because I hadn't really been out getting myself out there I was like you know what this is just going to be like the, the first step to getting my myself put out there again and it was actually really refreshing because we ended up meeting up and going just for like a daytime coffee date which again that was perfect for me I wasn't like I literally was just like let's just get myself out with a guy just to like get the ball rolling so anyways, we meet up, it's a Saturday, and we go have a coffee or a matcha or whatever, and we get talking, and it was so crazy because he starts telling me about how about a week and a half before we met, he had done a plant medicine ceremony as well, and mine was about a month before this, and he tells me, so he did Cambo and DMT, he tells me that during his ceremony, he gets this message that he's not meant or he shouldn't be drinking alcohol because it's not serving him so he hasn't drank alcohol in the past week and he's on this journey he doesn't know how long it'll last but he's trying it and I'm like wait what like I did ayahuasca like a month ago and I was given the same message and like a week ago I decided like I was also going to start this journey like that's insane so it was really interesting because it was like I feel like it was almost like all this alignment coming together like I listened to what you know, I cut out what was no longer serving me and I had been calling in a partner and it's like, and we both followed through on these things that like weren't serving us and we were brought together like at this time that we were both starting this like crazy alcohol-free journey. So anyways, I will have him on the podcast because he has so much to share as well from plant medicine to going alcohol-free and things like that and just our journey in general and his own. Uh, He has been on past episodes, but anyways, basically we have been together for almost a year now, later this week is a year and we've never had a drink of alcohol together because he also lasted the entire year his one year anniversary was just before mine and we've never drank alcohol together because we haven't we both been sober this past year so that's been 
a really cool, crazy journey. Now, that being said, a lot of lessons I feel like I've gathered along the way and also I have some tips and tricks of how you can start doing this journey as well. So I'm going to start off with some lessons that I've learned. First of all, I truly believe that following through on anything that you say you're going to do or something that you want to do is honestly the biggest for- form of self-love you can ever give yourself. The biggest, you know, even cutting out things that you know aren't serving you, that is the biggest form of self-love that's clearing an energy leak. So whether it's alcohol, whether it's shopping addictions, whether it's like, you know, any of these things that we have, being able to acknowledge those and actually like do something about it is freaking huge for your own personal growth and healing journey. But that being said, today we're talking about the lessons that I've learned from going alcohol free. So I would say number one, you can do anything you put your mind to. So I cannot claim this quote as my own. This is a quote that my mom said to me all the time when I was a kid. And as a kid, I didn't really understand it. I feel like I started understanding it as I came on this entrepreneurial journey and up-leveling my life journey. And I truly, truly, truly believe it. You can do anything you put your mind to, but you have to truly want it enough to actually commit and stick to it. And sometimes to put your mind to it, you really have to be sick of your own shit. You have to be sick of the way things are showing up in your life. You have to be sick of something in order to want to make a change. So, you know, if your life is in alignment with what you want it to be right now, maybe that's a reason in itself to start cutting out alcohol. A big other lesson is you definitely don't need it to have fun. I, on this journey, like I have people who have a joke, like people in my life who are super supportive of it, but they're like, you're so boring now, like kind of joking. And then I've had people genuinely be like, like, what do you do for fun? And like, honestly, I've created a life that I don't need to escape from. I've created a life that I freaking love. Like I I don't need it to have fun. Now that being said, it has been a journey to figure that out. Because, uh, for example, about a month and a half after Tony and I first met, we decided to move to Guatemala for a month. And so we end up in Guatemala. I remember it's our first Saturday there. And we're going around town, we're exploring, we're doing things. And we feel like it's like one o'clock. We feel like we've done so much. We've like killed the day. And we're kind of like, what should we do now? And we're like, I don't know. And we were both like, it's so weird because like, you know, normally you're on vacation like by now we'd be like bar hopping like we grabbing drinks that's what we do this afternoon like what do we do with like this newfound time and anyways it led us to explore more it led us to we ended up eating like lots of food and having coffees and things like that um and doing like lots of other things but it definitely was an adjustment because like you think about it like i mean at least i can speak for myself like i think about like summers in canada like going to the cottage classic like what do you do? You get there, you start drinking, you start like swimming, you start playing games, you start doing all that. You know, you go on vacation. Again, like what are we drinking? What are we doing? Like I feel like alcohol is involved in all of those things. I mean, even like going to sporting events, going to parties, um, going to any kind of like celebration. Well, I mean, I guess this isn't considered fun, but even like, you know, funerals, things like that, like alcohol is always involved. Like I guess that gets into like a point that I had lower down, but I can kind of transition to my third point of that where it's so ingrained in our society. It's it's like crazy when you start reflecting on like alcohol is literally a part of everything that we do. When I stopped drinking, I began noticing, especially when I was like watching movies and like Netflix and things like that, like in shows, whenever they're not working, they're basically drinking alcohol, which is like so crazy because I never really paid attention to that before, but it's just, it's become so normalized. 
So what do we do? Everyone does it. It just becomes that like automatic thing like, oh, I'm doing this activity. Let's have a drink. Oh, I'm going here. Let's have a drink. I feel like all my points are just like transitioning into each other because speaking on that, going into point number four, I believe it is since now that I'm out of order, um, because it is so ingrained in our society and all these activities, I find people get uncomfortable when you're not drinking. And again, I'm not saying this is everyone because I've also had like amazing people who are supporters like, wow, good for you. Keep going. But don't get me wrong, there's also been situations where it's like, oh, come on, just have one drink, like, just just today, like, just whatever. And if you're going on this alcohol-free journey, you're definitely going to hear that one. But I've just learned people get uncomfortable when you're not drinking because, like, they are, like, what's what's the deal to them if you're, if I'm not having a drink? Like, you can have a drink. That's cool. I don't care. But think of it this way. You're always given the choice to disappoint someone else or to disappoint yourself so in that situation if you're giving into your boundaries that you've said of i'm not gonna have a drink and then you do because someone else is like oh just have one like you know you let them twist your arm you know you're kind of disappointing yourself and the things that you said you would do again you know that's not really a form of self-love i'd rather be disappointing someone else because at the end of the day they're just gonna go off and have a bunch of drinks and do their thing anyways like and i'm gonna feel good that i followed through with mine and the thing is is going to number five as I transitioned all these like it really is such a coping mechanism for a lot of people it's become a societal norm you know oh had a bad day had a drink had a stressful day had a drink again kind of like it's just become that thing that we do in every kind of situation there's loss have a drink and that's like you know that is bypassing our emotions when we drink we're not in the present moment. It's a depressor. So it actually like brings you down even though we think it makes us feel better. It's like that quick shot of dopamine and that quick shot of instant gratification. But it's not actually helping you. You're by, Again, you're bypassing your emotions. So you're not actually healing. You're suppressing. And then that causes you to seek out additional coping mechanisms. Maybe it's starting to drink more. Maybe it's seeking out other substances. Maybe it's spending money. Maybe it's shopping. Like think about it. I, I know, you know, sometimes like, you know, you're in a bad mood. Oh, go buy something online. Oh, I suddenly go to the mall. Oh, I suddenly feel better because I have that quick hit. Wow, all my tips are going to each other because I was the next one. It's a sh- it's short it's short-term instant gratification. When we give ourselves these short-term instant gratification hits, it's not real dopamine. It is like a drug to our body when we're buying money or we're buying money, we're buying things, we're spending money, we're drinking alcohol, we're consuming substances to feel better. It's a quick hit. It is not a long-term solution. And ultimately, it's going to deplete you and it's not bettering you in any way. I actually just had to pull up this post that I put on TikTok a few months ago that's actually about, uh, you know, the short-lived artificial dopamine versus the real dopamine. And it's just a post where I said, want to change your life? Stop getting addicted to short-lived artificial dopamine. So social media, fast food, drugs, alcohol, partying, gossip, buying things, casual sex, all those things. Yeah, they're fun in the moment, but they're not serving your long-term energy. What you really want to be getting addicted to is things like running, hiking, working out, nature, healthy foods, healthy relationships, sleep, gratitude, you know, your own hobbies and interests that are outside of drinking and partying and alcohol, Um, cold plunges, like there's so many other things within our life that can create real dopamine that make us feel good but if you're so addicted to the high of those quick fixes you're going to get caught in that you're going to keep getting caught in that cycle over and over and over again so this takes me to i believe it is number seven for my tips 
I truly believe it's aligned me closer to my purpose and my people because and myself because it's made me really stand in my power because I said if people are like oh why aren't you drinking oh just have one it's made me have really strong boundaries and really trust myself which again it kind of goes into that whole self-love thing um it has got me closer to my purpose because it's given me more time to work on things that I love not even just outside of work like I love drawing I love working out I love painting I love you know lots of other things that alcohol doesn't need to be involved in and it's given me so much more time to explore those other hobbies and interests and this year my business has already like compared to this time last year has doubled in clients and revenue and sales like in everything it's doubled my social media is growing like everything that I have been wanting to work on as far as like work and my own success like it's, it's all just expanded because I've put the love back to me. I've given the time back to me. I always say when people are like, oh, like, I want to work out, but I don't have time. Oh, I want to start this side hustle, but I don't have time. Literally everyone has time. I This was actually what I always used to say to myself and I say it to friends still like in dating is like when I would go on like a date with someone and like, you know, I don't want to hang out with them. I don't want to see them. And they'd be like, oh, I'm just really busy this week. Like, of course, sometimes we are just really busy, but I always say like, you could be the busiest person in the world, but if you truly want to do something or see someone, you will make the time. Think how much time you spend, you know, watching Netflix, scrolling on social media. Like, I don't even know what you're doing, but, you know, we all probably waste at least an hour in the day or two hours in the day, like, doing kind of like these mindless things that really aren't serving our time and our energy. And of course, there's a time and a place for like rest and downtime. But yeah, not drinking gives you so much more time like there's a few ways to look at this like don't get me wrong you can still go have fun and party with your friends but not drinking I'm typically not going to stay up until like 3 4 5 a.m I was like the person like once I was out drinking like I was like out like I was never one to like go home early like once I was in the energy of others and in the energy of the situation like I was out and then you know that falls into the next day and the next day after and then I go home and I eat shitty food and then I the next day I feel like crap and that cycle like all plays out so like especially when I was working like a nine to five job like say that was a Friday Saturday then Sunday I feel like crap I'm recouping I'm eating crappy I'm trying to get ready for the week I never actually had any time to rest in there either so like it really does just take a lot of your time now I go out in social situations, I have fun, I can stay out late if I want to, but I also go home when I want to and get like an actual nice sleep. Even though I go to bed late, I'm going to sleep a lot better and I'm going to wake up feeling so much more refreshed. So like overall, I just think I'm such a better person. My life just feels so much better and more put together um, when I'm not doing that. And then as I said, this is my final point here. Oh, well, I guess I line closer to my people. So one other point that I want to have on that before getting to the, the last point is I feel like there was a lot of friendships in my life. I want to say a lot, but like I think like as I've gotten older, they've kind of faded away as I haven't been partying as much, but still certain ones where I realized like the only time I, I ever like hung out with certain people was like we were grabbing a drink or we were at a party and we were in those situations. Like we actually really didn't have that much else in common outside of like kind of like party friends so I feel like those kind of people faded away not to say I wouldn't hang out with them like if they want to hang out and do something cool but I feel like it's brought me closer to the people who are more in alignment with like my values what I enjoy like they're more in alignment with me and like we actually go off and like do fun things like it's like oh I've been wanting to check out this restaurant this coffee shop or this activity like cool like we do we do things and we actually sit down and have genuine authentic conversation which I mean 
with if anyone who knows me, like I cannot do small talk. Like I want to go as deep as fucking possible right away. Like I love depth and conversations and so like I just feel like that serves me so much better. Okay, and then the last point that I have here is I feel like dating was just so much more authentic, getting to know someone, not drinking alcohol. Again, it was really divinely guided and divine timing. I feel that Tony was also on this journey. There's so many synchronicities in our relationship of why I feel this way. But, like, so a few years ago, well, like, I guess it was like four and a half years ago now, I got into a seven-year relationship. And right after that, when I got into another one that was about, like, six months long, it was light, it was fun, and probably exactly what I needed, like, after kind of a heavy seven-year relationship. But the thing was, is in that short, shorter relationship, that was kind of the basis of it. Like, we would go out, we'd party, we would drink, we would, like... I feel like alcohol was always involved and again it was fun at the time but it didn't last long I don't feel like a deep bond or authentic connection was actually formed like yeah we liked each other but I just feel like it wasn't to the depths of a relationship that I was actually calling in so I would have to say for sure like it has like formed this like amazing relationship by not by not worrying about alcohol we also say I mean I don't feel like I was anyone who ever like really fought like when I was drinking but like we often joke like if we were drinking like we probably wouldn't be together I don't know if that's actually true but like you know just little spats and triggers like I don't know if our relationship would have been as strong as it is if alcohol was involved I mean I'll never know that it's just something we kind of joke about but yeah okay I actually have one more that I thought of before going on to the next part but alcohol this is just a fact alcohol as i said is a depressor it lowers our vibration so if you're someone who already gets like anxiety depression feels angry upset low vibe emotions it's going to keep you in that place if you're someone who does the healing work you're working on your best self you're looking you're working on raising your vibration you're working on feeling good each and every day it's it's literally just taking you back down again that's the thing and so i i truly believe that when it really started affecting my body towards the end, when I'd have like a couple of drinks and I'd get like violently sick, like I had been raising my vibration so freaking much and doing so much work that I actually believe my body was starting to reject it because I was starting to vibrate so much higher than the vibration of alcohol. So like, honestly, like I look back and like, I mean, I'll never say never because like you never know, but like I really don't see myself really ever consuming it again. Like my intuition is so much stronger i unlocked like the next level of all of my spiritual gifts of who i am and and so much more and quite honestly like i literally just don't see the point of it anymore okay so those were i feel like when i was like reflecting on lessons kind of the the top lessons that were coming to to me without overthinking and just kind of like a quick reflection i'm sure more will come and as this journey continues i'll i'll continue updating you on on the journey but yeah, through like social media conversations and just everyone reaching out, you know, when I was sharing my one year, I think it was really cool to see how many people are interested about, you know, starting this journey. You could call it sober curious, alcohol free, whatever you want to call it. And the biggest thing I was asked is, you know, how do you actually do it? Do you have any tips and tricks? Like I've tried or I'll try for a month and I'll last a week and I'll fall off and I totally get it. So let's get into how to do it. I guess I said this earlier in the episode, but it's like you really have to want to do it. Yeah, I did. You can put, you can do anything you put your mind to, but you honestly have to truly want it. It's just like at the beginning of the year, if you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go work out every single day in January, and then you fall off like two weeks later. 
like were you actually committed or were you know did you actually want to do it or were you making excuses like there's so many different reasons also it can come down to you know not actually believing you can follow through with these things so the thing is too is like maybe like like myself it's not like i was like i'm not gonna drink for an entire month i started with you know i'm just gonna see how long this can last and i felt like that felt more approachable than putting maybe than like a time limit on on it and then what i also did was is i got an app the app i use there's so many of them like it's like a I think it's like a sobriety app actually, but like you can get like different kinds of clocks and stuff. It's called Nomo, N-O-M-O. And so I put down like the first day I stopped drinking and then it was something I was checking almost every day to like be able to watch my journey. And I found that like really motivating. So as I said, I wasn't necessarily committing to like, I'm doing this for a month. It was more like, no, I am ready to start this journey and I'm going to see how long I can take it and keep a strong mind that when these situations do come up, I'm going to be able to handle them because I truly want to do this. Now, that being said, social situations happen, life happens, we're going out, we're not just going to like stop life to stop drinking. So you want to have some of your go-to non-alcoholic drinks ready to go when you're going into these kind of situations. I mean, one thing I would say, because it's March right now, I feel like now is a really good time of year before the summer starts, because when summer starts, if you start like closer to that, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying this is an excuse in any way, but like I do think this time of year when there isn't as many like social gatherings going on is a really good time to start because it's like the first like first week, first month, first, you know, month and a half, first two months. Obviously, it's like it's building a new habit, right? They say it takes 21 days to build a habit, and I truly believe maybe it's not that exact number, but I do believe it does take a good amount of time. So, I do think this time of year is really good for that. But what I was saying is, is have your go-to non-alcoholic drink. So for me, I have two. I really like kombucha. Kombucha, I mean, it's fermented, so technically it has like 0.001% alcohol, but like it's not considered an alcoholic beverage. But I feel like I love the carbonation, like the taste of it, like it has like an alcohol type feel to me. So I really like that. Uh, and then my other go-to is literally just like sparkling water with lime. I don't know, but something in my brain just computes that like when I have like water with lemon, that's like non-alcoholic. And when I have it with lime, it feels like alcohol to me, even if there's no alcohol in it, because I used to drink like my go-to drinks would be like a gin soda or like a vodka soda or something like that. So even though it doesn't have like the vodka taste in it, it still feels like alcohol-like to me. I mean, I never actually really liked the taste of those alcohols really anyways, um, so I find those like a good go-to. So I would suggest finding yours. And I mean, the other thing is, is there are so many mocktails available now, like at the store and at restaurants. Like, I'm not sure the exact number, but I read this stat recently, like the mocktail industry over the next like few years is going to hit something like $4 billion because more people are starting to explore this like quote unquote, like alcohol free, sober, curious lifestyle which I find really interesting because like you think about smoking back in like years ago, like 20, 30 years ago, everyone smoked, right? And then it became this movement where people stopped smoking. So I feel like this is like kind of coming in with alcohol as well. But yeah, I would say like go in, like if you're going to a party, like find what you enjoy. There's also like, I don't drink a ton of um, like mocktail beverages, but I remember in the summer, my friend, she gave me... Uh, I don't know the brand, but it was like this um, non-alcoholic rosé and it was actually really good because like, you know, you're sitting at like the dock at a cottage or like something like that was like one drink I really enjoyed and I didn't feel like at that point I needed it, but it was like a nice little like, hmm, gives me that like feel without like really having it. So there are so many options there, but I think the biggest thing is 
if you're going to a social situation, if you're going to a cottage, if you're going on vacation, like be prepared. Like what are your go-to drinks that you're going to have? You have to go in with that, um, with that game plan. And restaurants themselves, like they're always good for making mocktails. You can pretty much get any of their cocktails made into a mocktail. I guess I just actually said the point of what my third step is, is going into social settings with a game plan. So as I said, first month, two months are going to be the biggest challenge. So I do think having like your go-to drink is a really good one. Going into social situations, like I think the biggest thing is too, it, it feels weird if you don't have a drink in your hand. Um, so again, have have a drink in your hand, have a cup in your hand, whether it's water, whether it's sparkling water, whether it's, you know, Coke, whatever, whatever it is you want to drink, just have something. As soon as you have a drink in your hand, people really don't start questioning you. It's when you're like, oh, I'm not drinking. Oh, um, or you don't have anything. And you're like, oh, do you want to drink? That's when people start questioning it. So you, you need to set yourself up for success before people even start asking. And again, it's all about you standing in your power and having your boundaries, but it's like, how can you make it easier for yourself first? I would say like, I keep going back to like having this, like, you know, your, your go-to non-alcoholic free drink. Like for me, I do drink kombucha sometimes, but I would say like overall those drinks, like if I'm having a soda with lime or like a kombucha or things like that, they're kind of like my go-to drinks that feel like alcohol. So I'm not really drinking them outside of that. Like if I'm drinking like a soda, like I'm just drinking on its own own, or like maybe like a different flavored one or something like that. So it's like, I kind of set those drinks aside that are like my go-to like non-alcohol, like mocktails as like they feel like my party drinks, if you want to think of it that way. As I was saying, I know like a big thing for myself in the past, I was was like, oh, I'm never going to commit to a month of drinking because like there's that wedding coming up, there's that person's birthday coming up, there's that holiday coming up, like I just can't. Uh, And again, you have to get past your own mind. So maybe it is you're telling yourself, okay, let's start with a week, then two weeks, then three weeks, and you allow yourself to keep going. You take some of these tips and tricks and habits and mindsets and start integrating them within yourself but at the end of the day it does take your own discipline it takes your own mindset it takes your own motivation you're the only one who can you know determine this outcome of if you're going to drink or drink or not drink for you now that being said too this doesn't mean that you always have to be like in party situations like yeah they're like i would say like i just don't always involve myself in that as many now like don't get me wrong, love friends, but I also would just say a lot of my friend group has switched. They, we do a lot of activities that I actually prefer um, that aren't parties and drinking. Like, of course, I was in Ibiza on New Year's, and so we went out with friends to a bar, and again, I had my whatever drinks, and they were all drinking, and we had fun. Uh, or, you know, I went to a resort and visited a friend and, you know, could have had drinks, but, you know, just just didn't, um, but still could enjoy it. Or, you know, I have been in party situations, but I just I just do it, but... There's so much else that you can be doing that doesn't involve alcohol. Like think of things that you just actually wanted to do for a long time. Um, go do it. Plan it ahead. Put it in the calendar. Book it in with a friend. Book it in with your partner. Book it in with yourself. Uh, you know, you're creating space to do things that you've actually been wanting to do that you haven't because maybe you've been drinking um, or too busy in other situations. Like now you get to go do that. It is really cool here because here in Tulum, um, you kind of have two sides of it. Like people think of Tulum as a party place, but there's a very big spiritual community here as well. And so there actually is a lot of sober events, uh, like an event that I go to monthly. It's a cacao ceremony, breath work, sound healing, and a static dance. A static dance is honestly the most fun thing ever. I used to think I could not dance without alcohol. 
oh my gosh, it is so much fun because it takes like the ego out of it. It's like literally a healing modality in itself. And like, there's no alcohol involved. Like it is sober. Some people take mushrooms for it um, and do and do it that way. But like, there's so many alcohol free events that like, you kind of like forget like why you even needed to have fun because you have so much fun without it. And that being said, I feel like there are a lot more events like this popping up in other cities. Maybe if you're from a small town, you might not be seeing it just yet. But I know in Toronto, like I know, um, I've seen a bunch of events and know some other girls who have gone alcohol free and there's like sober communities popping up where they do girls nights, and they do different events and it looks like so much fun. So there is that, there is a lot more of that coming around. And ultimately at the end of the day, like you just need to go and like seek that out. Like if you're always trying to just like hang out with the same friends and they're just always constantly drinking, maybe that's not serving you again. Like put yourself out there in new ways because that's also going to expand you. You never know who you're going to meet. You never know what kind of situations you're going to get put into that could lead you to somewhere else. It doesn't mean you can't have your other friends, but I want to use this as like a tool to also start opening yourself up to new possibilities as well. And then number four, I would, or number five, I would say is have an accountability buddy. So it did work out really well that I had met Tony and we were both starting our alcohol-free journeys and also we were, you know, this beautiful relationship was also blossoming. At the time, obviously, I didn't know how long it was going to last, but it's just worked out that we have been there to support each other on this journey all along. Like, you know, they're all along the journey, like, you know, as I said, like first vacation, summer at the cottage, like different parties, different events, out in the sun after like working, like you know, there's definitely been times where it's like, oh, like I would love a glass of wine right now. Oh, I would, for him, oh, I'd love a beer right now. But, you know, it's something that we just were able to always be like, well, I'm not going to have it. Like, you can have it if you want, but like, why would you? So I just think it's like having the accountability is really, really helpful. Maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a partner. Um, if you do have anyone, I think it's a really great way to kind of hop on because like, I don't know about you, but like, I love a good challenge against someone. Like, not as in, like, I have to always beat someone, but it's, like, I do I do get competitive, and so it's, like, well, I don't want them to win. Like, I do want them to win on this journey. I want both of us to win. So, that, like, by winning, it's by me not drinking. Um, that's really the winning, and then we can both win in this situation. That being said, you might not have someone to keep you accountable, which is why I have created a free community to be a part of starting March 20th. You can join the Sober Curious Club if you've been questioning your relationship with alcohol, you're not sure where to start. It's a supportive and safe community where you can explore your relationship with alcohol, among other substances, find the accountability and encouragement you need to quit or cut back on your current consumption. Whether you want to quit altogether or just cut back, the Sober Curious Club offers a judgment-free space to explore your options with an amazing community. Anyone who has been a part of my communities knows that we do get quite active and Telegram is a really great space to do it. So it's all from your phone and it's going to help you achieve your goals. I'll be dropping in with tips and tricks. And since I've been doing this for a year, I am here to hold you to your highest support on this journey. So if you wanna join the Sober Curious Club, even invite a friend along who you want as your accountability buddy. But if you don't have that, you have this community to do it. So that starts on March 20th. Head over to the link in the show notes and you can sign up for free. You get the direct link upon sign up and the chat will start on March 20th. So looking super forward to seeing you there. But I think that's all I have for today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and you can follow me on social media at Becca.crow on both TikTok and Instagram.